Welcome to the Authentic Church Podcast with Jeff and Fawn Peterson in Orange County, California, where our mission is simply to love God, love people, and live authentic. For more information on Authentic Church, visit us online at AuthenticOC.com. Thank you for listening. Uh, A church that does definitely believe in encountering God and discovering community. It's a heartbeat, I believe, of the Lord uh, for every single person. And uh, we've been going through a series that we titled uh, Kingdom Come, and it's praying powerful and effective prayers. And so uh, she had mentioned we have our pursuit night, our monthly worship and prayer night, prayer and worship night that we do right here every single month. Uh, Due to some uh, constraints with the university, uh, we've we've been doing prayer and intercession every Wednesday night, uh, but we're not going to be able to do that every single Wednesday, but we we do have it for every first Wednesday, so just want to encourage you to come out on the first Wednesday of every single month and join us for that. And uh, this Wednesday, I'm excited about something that we're launching here at Authentic Church called Leadership Luncheon. And the Leadership Luncheon is going to be at 12 noon on November the 2nd, so on that Wednesday... A lot of the men, you guys join me for men's prayer uh, on the Wednesday mornings at 6 a.m. We'll be here, and then 12 noon, we'll do a leadership luncheon, and then that evening, then we'll have our pursuit night. Uh, so it'll be a great night. But the leadership luncheon, it's going to go from 12 to 12.30, and it's just going to highlight some, some leadership principles that you can instill in your life. So if you're a leader at Authentic, you lead a group, or you're part of the serve team, or you would just like to join us and be part of that, it'll be a Zoom link that will be sent out uh, via the text link, the text stream that Nicole mentioned, and we'll be sending that out to you guys so you'll be able to easily log on to the Zoom. It'll go from 12 to 12.30, and then for those that want to stay on there, We'll, we'll have some Q&A time from 12.30 to 12.45 and then pray and then send you guys uh, back, back to the job sites or wherever you might be finding yourself on the Wednesday. Well, all right. Well, um, I have the honor of bringing us the word today. And uh, we're in week five of our series, uh, Kingdom Come. And in the first week, we really laid the foundation for prayer. And I found that a lot of people, uh, we have a desire to pray. Like, we know that, that prayer is good, but I find a lot of people, they just don't necessarily have the tools for prayer. It's like, like I know I should pray, I want to pray, I, I kind of just don't know how to pray or what to pray. So we went through this series, and in week one, we laid the foundation for prayer, and then uh, week two, we taught on the Lord's Prayer, which if you, don't, if you did not get one of those prayer cards, I know people have been loving them because they're all gone. And so we're having some more reprinted this week for you. Um, but I like to keep one in my car, I keep one in my Bible, I keep one in the office, and I write down prayers, people I'm believing for, situations going on in people's lives around us, people that I'm believing for to be saved. I write all that down in the, in the, in the prayer card, and so we, we did the Lord's Prayer. And then week three, we taught on the prayer of Jabez. And for me personally, the Lord's Prayer is something I pray every day, about every day, most days. Um, and I like to use the prayer card for me. It just It's that 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 tangible kind of touch point that just reminds me of going through some elements for prayer. But the prayer of Jabez is something that I pray every single day. And the prayer of Jabez, you can find it in 1 Chronicles 4.10, and it's bless me, increase my influence, and, and it's put your spirit upon me, and Lord, would you protect me from evil? And you go through there. And so I pray that throughout my whole day. Pray it over my kids. I pray it over you. I pray it over situations I'm dealing with. I'm praying it over business things that I'm encountering. And so I really recommend that. And then uh, last week we shared on how to pray for people to know God. 
And uh, Fauna and I, we've been so honored to walk with people into their uh, salvation moment, their relationship with Jesus when it began from our family members uh, to friends. And our heartbeat is that we would see you uh, have that that same testimony, that you would be able to lead friends and family members to, to the Lord, that, that you would be able to come to church and see them water baptized, and actually you would help me baptize your friends and your family when they come to know Christ. And so we went through that. And then today, we're going to dive into um, uh, really honing in on experiencing the joy of prayer. And, and I want to give you what I believe to be the secret of experiencing joy in prayer. And I don't know about you, but uh, I would love to love to pray all the time. Uh, I don't always. Uh, I would love to really enjoy reading my Bible all the time, but if I'm transparent, sometimes it's not as enjoyable as I'd like it to be. Uh, but there is, there is a secret ingredient that I believe the Lord has given to all of us in, in, in prayer. And so we're gonna pray, and then we're gonna jump in the Word of God today. I hope you came ready to eat because I, I believe this, this message is going to nourish your soul. So why don't we pray and then we'll jump into it. Lord, we thank you for your word. I thank you for your Holy Spirit today. God, we just invite you. We invite you into this moment. God, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you did during worship time and the closeness that we felt with you, Lord God. And I pray that you would just continue in our time together in your word. I pray, Father, that you would speak to every heart and mind in this room. You know every single person. You know what every single person is going through. And Lord, I believe you got a custom-tailored word just for them. And so we just pray and we just invite you into this moment, Holy Spirit. Come, have your way. We don't just make room for you in our services. We, we give you the room. We give you the service. We give you this time together. And so, Lord, I pray that you would move. Move through every heart. Move through every mind. Move through every situation. God, I thank you that with you nothing is impossible. I thank you that there's no person that's too far gone. There's no situation that's too difficult for you. And so, Lord, we just pray that you would come and have your way. God, I pray that you'd speak to us today. Speak to us in your word. Speak to us by the power of your Holy Spirit. God, I pray that you would move through this time, God. And we just exalt you, God. We just thank you. We praise your name, God. We lift up the name of Jesus, the name that's above every other name. God, you are so good and so awesome. God, I thank you that we're alive today, that we were able to gather together in this beautiful church and worship you today. God, I thank you for the people around me today. God, I thank you, Father, for those that have gathered here to hear your word and to encounter you. And God, we pray that we would encounter you in greater measure in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. All right. So uh, I, as I t shared earlier, you know, there, I, I would love to be able to love to pray every day. I'd love to find joy every day. And like, I, I think all of us can relate to the fact that we don't always necessarily feel like it. And it's one day, it's one thing to go through a season where it's just one day. It's another thing where it's like a full season. And, and I've faced times in my life where uh, I didn't feel like getting out of bed. I faced moments in my life where I felt so defeated, depleted, beat down, where I just felt like, man, I just couldn't catch, I couldn't catch my breath. And uh, there's, there, if, if you, you've ever uh, studied um, different weather patterns and navigation things on the ocean, a lot of people would become familiar with what's now become known um, as a bit of an emotional state, which is called the doldrums. And the doldrums doesn't necessarily refer to an emotional place that we're at. The doldrums was actually a physical location 
um, in, the, in the Atlantic Ocean, it would be where the different winds would come together and there was like a convergence zone. And in that convergence zone, the trade winds from one are coming against the trade winds from the, there's the north and south kind of coming together and they create this area in the middle of the ocean that's just totally calm and void of all wind. And so if you were navigating your ship that was uh, bef- before we had engines and it was powered by the wind, if you found yourselves in the doldrums, you were stuck. And there's stories of people that literally like lost their lives and, and uh, resulted into some really horrific situations where they just got to that area, the wind pushed them there, and then they couldn't get out. And they would try to paddle, and they just seemed to not be able to get out of this, this convergent zone. And sometimes you can go through life and you can find yourself in a state like that where it seems like, man, there's suddenly no wind. I, I, there's no wind. I, I had wind at my back. Everything was great. Then all of a sudden I'm like, there's nothing here. And you're paddling and you're scrambling and you're trying to get ahead, but it just seems like nothing is working. Does anybody be able to relate to that, unfortunately? It's like, it's like I try this and I try that and, and it's just not coming together. And a number of years ago, I went through that. I went through some really difficult times with some business and some family situations and it was not easy. And, and I just found myself kind of feeling blah. Like I, 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 I wasn't at the point of depression where I thought about taking my own life or anything like that, but I was in a low point where I was just like, man, is this, is this ever going to change? Is this situation ever going to change? Is that person ever going to change? Is that relationship ever going to change? And I'm just feeling a lack. I'm feeling a void. That, that's, that's the doldrums. And, you know, our scripture that we've been touting throughout the, this, uh, this, this sermon series has been out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it says this. It says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good abstain from every evil. And and I read a scripture like that, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. Rejoice always. That sounds awesome. Pray without ceasing. You know, what what does that mean? Does that mean I don't go to work, that I just sit on my knees? No. What that's talking about, what, what Paul's talking about when he wrote that to the Thessalonians, is that you're incorporating prayer into every area of your life. So before you start your day, you, you, you start your day with prayer. I like to begin my day just as we have it listed on the daily prayer card, and it's the Lord's Prayer, Our Father. I just say, good morning, Father. Good morning. I love you. And a lot of times I'll hear him echo back, I love you too, son. Good morning. Right? I like to go and sit in my chair and just pause. I try to pause my brain from getting into all the things that I have to do in the day. And I just begin to like spend time with God and really meditate and think, and I begin to thank him for the day and thank him for his goodness, and then I begin to write down what I feel he's speaking to me. And a lot of times, I go in with my list. Anybody, any, any list makers in here, right? You got your list, and it's like, all right, Lord, this is what we're going to do today. <laughs> right? And God laughs at that, and then he just interrupts my day, and he says, no, this is what you're going to do today. And then he just begins to speak to me and remind me, and he tells me to say this, or encourage this person, or pray this, or I want you to read this. And spending time with the Lord, it's just that fellowship, that relationship. And so we read, we read that, 
out of Thessalonians, we read that scripture, pray without ceasing. What does it mean? It just means when you encounter situations throughout your day, you just take a moment to pray first, right? Before you send your kids to school, you take a moment to pray first. God, I thank you that they're leaders, they're not followers. God, I thank you that, that they're going to grow in wisdom, stature, and favor, that your hand is upon them, that they're going to make good choices in the name of Jesus today. They're going to choose good friends in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you, Lord God, that they build people up, right? Before you, before you send that email, you better pray first, right? Before you send that text message back to that one person, it's like, oh, I better pray first, right? Before I send that tweet or respond to that Insta story, right, or whatever it is, or post that deal, I better actually pray first. Let me pray first. Let me incorporate. That's what prayer without ceasing is. And, and then Paul goes on to say, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. And, you know, that's, that's a game shifter. When you begin to give thanks, when you begin to take a moment and hit pause and just say, Lord, I'm so thankful today. I'm thankful that I'm able to get out of my bed without the help of another human being. I'm, I'm thankful that I'm able to go to the restroom by myself and I don't need a nurse or somebody to, to take me there. God, I'm thankful that, that I have clothes in my closet to be able to put on. I'm thankful for these shoes, God. I'm, I'm thankful that I can walk down these stairs, that I have mobility. God, I thank you that I have a car and it, despite gas being $10 a gallon, I still can drive from A to B, right? I'm thankful, right? So you thank him. And it says, this is the will of Christ, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And then verse 19, it says, don't quench the spirit. And, and I find that a lot of times when we're not thankful, when we're complaining, uh, when we're a flippant, uh, we can kind of begin to quench the spirit, right? Any of you have kids, you know how unfun it is when your kids are complaining when you've given them so many amazing things in this world. Like, they had food that they didn't even have to work for. They didn't have to pay for, right? You know, all these, like, man, you, and, and some of our kids, they have no idea how good they have it, man. Like, they have it so good. And, and, and there's nothing worse than when you're doing all that you can to bless your kids and then they complain. My kids never do that, by the way. They're all, few of them are sitting in the front row. They never do that. They're amazing just halo over their head right when they were born, you know. Um, but I've heard some kids are complaining, you know. Now, but man, when your kids are thankful, you know, it's just so inviting. I, I feel that we can quench the spirit by complaining. We can quench the spirit with bickering. We can quench the spirit with arguing. We can quench the spirit of God in our life by, by our, with our words, with our heart, you know. Act, like, Lord, do heart surgery in me because I don't want to quench your spirit. I want to have that communion with you. And so my question for us today is, wouldn't you love to just be in love with prayer? Wouldn't you love to open your Bible and it just feel like just that breath of fresh air that just comes in the room? And I believe that we can. And so uh, the doldrums, that, that place, what is the doldrums for you? What are those moments that you faced in life where you felt like, I'm here and suddenly there's no more wind. Uh, I'm doing all that I know how to do, and, and there's nothing. And, and I found for me, the big reveal in this is, is that in having joy in prayer, it really begins with inviting the Holy Spirit into those moments. So if you're taking notes today, I'm gonna give you three key areas of how to experience in, in the, what I believe the secrets to having joy in our prayer lives are. Number one is inviting the Holy Spirit. 
uh, Paul writes to the Corinthians and he says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. This is a, this is a famous, what they call a, a prayer of benediction. It's, a, it's a, a closing prayer. It's a closing thought. It's a closing blessing. And Paul's saying, I want you guys to experience the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to experience the love of Father God, like that you are loved and you are cared for deeper than you can even imagine. And, and I want you to experience a communion, a closeness, that intimacy with the Holy Spirit. And so Paul is, is he's writing to Corinthians church, and this is after he's outlined all the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the move of the Holy Spirit on our lives. He's saying, I want you to have communion with the Holy Spirit. And the word spirit, where we get that, it, it's actually, the, the translators had a really difficult time trying to translate that word in the Hebrew and Greek and into English. And, and, and they came up with a few definitions. And you see the word spirit throughout the Bible. And I'm just going to highlight a few from the Old Testament and a few from the New. But uh, Genesis 1, verse 1 through 2, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over all of the face of the waters. And so you, you, you have this picture of the Spirit of God hovering, wanting to move. And then in Joel 2.28 through 29, It shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. And your young men shall see visions even on the male and the female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit. Somebody say spirit. Now, in that word spirit, it was hard, it was hard for the translators to really hone in on, on what it was. And so you see it listed out in the Old Testament as one word and then a different word in the New Testament. Just let me unpack that for you for a little bit. The Old Testament, it was ruach. Can everybody say ruach? Ruach. You sound so just Jewish, man. You sound... It's just a Hebrew lesson for the day, ruach. And you'll find the word spirit is translated ruach in the Old Testament. And then in the New Testament, it's translated pneuma, like, like pneumonia, right? Pneuma, it's breath, right? But in a good way. Not, not a, that's where you get the word pneumonia from, sorry. So pneuma in the New Testament, and it means breath, wind, the power, the encounter in the breath and the wind of God. So it's that, it, it's that encounter, and, it, and it's hard to translate it because the word actually doesn't, the, the word doesn't mean like just breath. It, it's actually breath. It, when they translate the, the spirit, it's the of God. It's that when you're stuck in the doldrums and you don't feel like you can go in and go on and you come to church on a Sunday morning and you gather together and worship and then somewhere in the middle of worship and they're singing and playing and It's so when you open your Bible and you're desperate and it feels stale and you're reading and you read and then suddenly there's a, that's the Spirit of God. And so when this, it's, it's like everything suddenly changes, like you know that he came into the room. You're praying and your words and you're trying to make sense of it and and you're praying and you're like losing Any, anybody ever pray out loud like in a group setting and your mind is just like bing 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 and you're like just trying to speak a coherent sentence in prayer and, and you're praying it's that 
where suddenly all your words and then suddenly everything starts to line up. And the Spirit of God comes. I remember being in prayer meetings uh, when I was a youth pastor, and uh, we would pray in a circle. And anybody ever do the circle thing where you like squeeze the hands? Yeah, you know, you know. My wife does that even to this day. Like we'll be praying, and she she'll be like, hey, she wants me to know, hey, honey, I want to pray for this person too. She'll squeeze my hand, right? You know. And so you, you'd be praying in a prayer circle with the young people, and it'd be like, you know, it'd be coming around, and you're like, your brain. It's like all the people ahead of you in line just took all the good stuff to pray for. And now I got nothing to pray, and you're just like, squeeze, squeeze. You know, it's like, you know, pass to the next person, you know, unmentionable, you know, whatever it was, you know. But you be, you're in the middle of prayer time, and then all of a sudden, your words begin to line up with his spirit, and then you begin to pray in that perfect will of God. John 14, 26, Jesus said this. He said, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he's gonna teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. So he's the, he's the helper, he's the counselor. It, it's it's, it's it, in, in uh, it, the, the Greek word for it is parakletos, and it's to come alongside, and the, the image is this, is that if you were going to go before a judge, you would be assigned a lawyer, and that lawyer, instead of you speaking in that courtroom, the lawyer would actually speak for you. It, it speaks so that you didn't screw up your words and what you needed to do in presenting your case. And so that's literally the Holy Spirit comes alongside of you, and as you pray and you pray in the Holy Spirit, you begin to pray the perfect will of God. Romans 8.26 says this way. It says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And then one of the most famous passages of Scripture was it refers to the Holy Spirit is out of Acts 2, 4. It says, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. It began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So they're, they're praying, they're meeting, they're spending time together, and as they're praying and their words run dry, suddenly there's that breath that comes in the room, the Holy Spirit. Jude 1.20 is an awesome reminder. It says, but you, beloved, build yourselves up in your most holy faith and by praying in the Holy Spirit. So when we begin, when we, when we feel like we're in the doldrums of life, inviting the Holy Spirit into that moment, inviting him into that, into that time and, and praying. And, and pro tip, by the way, I just want to encourage you, if you're feeling like you, don't, you haven't had that you haven't had that, you need that, you need that wind. I want to really encourage you, seriously, from a pastor's heart and a brother in Christ, I want to encourage you, add fasting to your mix. When you, when you pray, you're connecting with God. When you fast, you're disconnecting from the world. And, and throughout the Bible, I know it's really popular nowadays, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, fast Instagram, or I'm going to fast social media or entertainment, and I think that's great. I think everybody should do that at least 365 days a year, okay? But, but, but taking a moment where you're really fasting and you're saying, you know what, I'm going to remove food from my life equation, and I'm going to disconnect myself from the world, and I'm going to spend time, I'm not just going to diet, 
right? I'm not going to just starve my body, but I'm actually going to utilize that time to encounter God. I'm going to engage with Him, and, and I'm going to begin to pray. And when you, I'm telling you what, when you add fasting and prayer to your mix, it is so inviting to the presence of God, and it helps you just kind of declutter. I watched a movie uh, the other week. I actually made my, my kids watch it. It was a movie called The Minimalist. And it's all about these guys, if you've heard about them, uh, they go to a minimalist lifestyle. And, and the, whole, the whole concept and the idea isn't like just have less stuff, although that's not necessarily a bad thing in today's society with the God of mammon everywhere. Um, but it, the, the whole thought is get rid of the stuff that no longer has purpose in your life. And I think for a lot of us, we have different things or we've taken part in different activities that don't necessarily have the same purpose that maybe it once, it once did. Like grow, growing up, I used to love to play video games. I'd play Tech Mobile and, and my brother, they got really, when 007, the first person shooter games came out, like he would have parties and everything like that. And then at some point, man, I just, I was like, man, I gotta go to work. Like, you know, I, I'd love to be able to play with you guys, but I gotta, like, I gotta go get some. And, and, and so today, like if I pick up the video games, it's usually to play my kids' Super Tecmo Bowl or you know, some of the old school, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out or some of those cool old school games, right? The new ones I just can't keep up with anymore. But there, there, there comes a time where you're just like disconnecting from some things that no longer has the level of purpose that it once had in your life. Like what, what, what would that be? And maybe, maybe this week you can intentionally take stock of where you're at and just say, you know, Lord, what is, is there anything in my life that doesn't bring the purpose that it once did that you'd like me to, to remove, that I could go minimalist <laughs> with this? Uh, our friends Jason and Nicole Edgman that are here in the front row, we had dinner with them at their house on Friday evening, and they had a beautiful Shabbat time, and, and they blessed our kids uh, because it's been Pastor's Appreciation Month. Uh, and by the way, thank you last week. You guys, so many of you blessed us with cards and gift cards and cash. Like, uh, we felt over-the-top blessed and honored. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And on Friday night, Jason and Nicole had us over to their house for a Shabbat dinner and blessed our kids. And it was really, really cool. Because sometimes as a pastor kid, you know, you're, as a pastor's kid, you're in it to win it, whether you want to or not. Like, you're, kind of, <laughs> you're in it, right? And, you know, for Christians, especially pastors, we're the, we're the only people that bring our kids to the front line of every battle, right? And so they, they went over the top blessing our kids, which was just so cool. But they're doing this thing right now where they will not have, they will not use electricity uh, in the evening time. So when the sun goes down, it's candles, baby. Like, so it's super romantic. If you need a romantic evening, go uh, to the Edgeman's house for dinner tonight. Uh, but it's, it's super fun. <laughs> Jason's like, no. <laughs> it, but it's super fun, but it helps just to kind of reset your circadian rhythms and different things, you know? And, uh, and, and we found, we were all laughing because it's like, nine o'clock and we're all just like unplugged, like we're tired, you know, like what in the world, like we're all ready for bed and it's only nine o'clock on a Friday, like party, yeah, you know. But what in our lives could we pull back from? I'm not saying you gotta turn off your electricity, although you'd probably save a lot of money if you didn't have electricity at night because then they'd like upcharge you, which I don't get because so many people work different schedules, but whatever, that's a whole nother story. November 8th is coming, don't forget to vote. <laughs> All right, so inviting the Holy Spirit into our lives. And number two, another uh, secret that I believe discovering more joy in your prayer life is beginning with worship. And this is so simple, but it's, it's worth repeating. Begin your prayer time, be, begin your day with worship. And, and in my house, I, like, I, I personally, I'm a musician. I love to crank up the music. But at like 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, 
um, my wife and my kids would not be very stoked about me cranking up the Bose system in bop and worship, you know. So I have uh, noise-canceling headphones uh, that are a great tool for me, and I'll sit in my chair or I'll pace and I'll walk around my house and I'll just be praying, praying in the spirit, man. I'll just be going around and, and worshiping, and they get up, you know, seven, 6.30 or 7 o'clock, and I'm like, man, I've already, like, ran 10 miles in the spirit by the time that they're getting up, you know. And, and there's something just so special about just beginning your day with worship. Like, just, just find, find your song. You know what I'm talking about? Everybody got your song. You know, like, Fawn and I, we, when we were dating, we had, like, our song, right? You know, you have those songs where it's just like, oh, man, that's our song, you know? It's like, in worship, you can just find, oh, man, that's my song, right? Like, that song we were singing today, My Soul Sings. I, that's, that's my jam. Like, I, I got that on repeat, right? And I, I'm the guy that'll, like, just repeat a song, like, into the ground, some of you are like, I know, Pastor Jeff, because when you lead worship, you lead that song every single time, you know? Like, <laughs> we'll get some new material, I promise. But it's just such a good song, you know? So anointed. But, like, find your song. F find that song that just, like, lifts your soul, lifts your spirit. Whatever that, maybe it's that song, I Speak Jesus, and that's just, that's just an anthem for you, or, or My Soul Sings, or whatever it might be. I, I, like, I like going back and listening to some of the old school songs, like when I first got saved, and it was, I could sing your love forever, and I, and I, I could just listen to that song, oh, and it just takes me back to that moment where I'm, I'm having these encounters with God, and it just, just breathes into your soul. Whatever that, that song is for you, find that song, crank it up, and by the way, if you ever want to know, like, what songs uh, are sung here on a Sunday morning, um, usually it's on Mondays, the, the social media team, they, it gets posted, uh, the worship set for the weekend. So if you want to know like what the songs were that were sung, it'll be posted typically on a Monday, and so you can go there. And you can also go and search in playlists on Spotify or Apple Music, search up Authentic Church, and there's playlists that we have uploaded to iTunes and Spotify that have all the playlists of songs that we sing all the time. So if you're looking for good material, I just want to encourage you to go there, find your song, begin with worship. Psalms 100 verse 4 through 5 says this, I will enter your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. I will be thankful unto you and bless your name. O Lord, you're good. Your mercy is everlasting and your truth endures to all generations. I love this quote by a, a pastor that I love to follow. His name's Chris Hodges. He says, God's fresh air, he's talking about worship, God's fresh air blows into our lives when we love him in the way he likes. We must remember that we don't worship for our benefit, but for God's. When you just come before God and begin to worship him the way that he's due, it's amazing the law of reciprocity kicks in and you get far more than you gave. But the goal isn't that we're just sitting and getting. The goal is that we're actually coming before him and giving. It's, if, 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 if God had a love language, that's what it is. And even on Sunday mornings, like, you know, I'll tell the worship team all the time before they start, I'll look at them and I'll say, presence over performance. Presence over performance. Y'all practiced as much as you could practice. You sang as much as you could sing. You played as much as you could play. But now it's just all about the presence of God. Let's just honor him. Let's worship him. And so, like you, you may have seen sometimes when the worship team's going and sometimes they're looking down. We've had times where, you know, some members of the worship team have got on their knees and, and that may look different to you. And I've, I found in my life that my level of worship is usually in proportion to my level of revelation. 
It's usually in proportion to the revelation and the thankfulness of what God's done in my life. So when I read a scripture and it talks about lifting your hands in worship, and, and I think about the awesomeness of God and all that he's done, and I'm, my mind is blown by his goodness, I'm just like, man, I, all I can do is lift my hands in worship. I, I, there's, I, I, don't, I don't even have the words. I can just sing in the spirit. I can just, I, I, I can have, like Paul talked about, those moanings and those groanings in the spirit in Romans where he talks about that. Lord, I just love you. Like, I, I love you. And in, in that moment when you begin to worship, you know, it says that God inhabits the praises of his people, not the complaints of his people. <laughs> he inhabits the praises of his people. So number one, invite the Holy Spirit into your prayer time. Number two, begin with worship. Find your song. Find your worship song. Philippians, and then number three is pray until you have peace. It says this in Philippians 4, verse 6 through 7. It says, don't worry about anything. It's not going to do no, no good, right, just to worry about it. Instead of doing that, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he's done, and then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So pray until you have peace. So you begin inviting the Holy Spirit. I like to pray in the Spirit. I'll pray in tongues for a while. And, and as I pray and I spend time with God, I begin to worship Him. And, and as I worship Him, I begin to go into prayer time. And I'm going through the prayer card, the daily prayer card, the Lord's Prayer. And I'm praying through that. And then when I hit a, when I, I call it like you're, you're touching a nerve. It's like either I feel like I've touched a vein in the Spirit and I'm like, the Lord's like, keep praying for that. Or as I'm praying, the Holy Spirit's touched a vein in me, and it's like, I don't want to pray for that person, Lord. <laughs> that person hurt my feelings. I'm frustrated with that person. Well, I don't want to pray for that person. It's kind of like, you got to respond to that, right? This morning, Fauna and I'll just be transparent for you. Fauna and I are getting ready for the day, and, and I'm getting ready, and I, you know, on a Sunday morning, I wake up early, and I spend time, and then when I get dressed and get ready, like once I've made the decision to leave my house, I'm not the best person to talk to because my mind is like, okay, get this. And, and it's like I'm playing Tetris with all the things that I got to grab and collect and remember this and do that and tell that person this and don't forget this and blah, blah, blah. And so when, when I leave the house, I'm, I'm like, I'm a horrible, admittedly, I'm a horrible person to talk to when I've already made my decision that I'm leaving, right? I don't, I don't like long goodbyes at a party. I'm like, cool, goodbye, see you later. All right, like, you know, like if I, if I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna see you again sometime. All right, I love you, great, awesome. Like if, I'm, if I made my decision to go, go. And I made my decision to go this morning, and Fawn wanted, she wanted to talk about something still, and, and I was kind of short with my wife. <laughs> and so uh, she lovingly called downstairs, hey, honey, um, before you leave, could you come back up? And I'm thinking to myself, honey, I got so much to do right now, but you're the most important thing in my life. My first ministry is to my family and to my wife, right? And so I go back upstairs, and we began to talk, and, and I just didn't communicate well. I was kind of short, and... And, and she said, hey, I, I think we should pray. And I'm like, man, you're so holy. I wish I, I, wish I could be more like Jesus and Fawn. Like, you know. <laughs> so we prayed. And you pray until you have peace. Husbands and wives, it's important that we pray until we have peace. And sometimes when you pray, man, you're going to feel like an elephant on ice skates. Like, it's just, you're going to have times where you just feel like it ain't clicking, you know. But you pray until you have the peace. And the cool thing is, the more you pray, 
the easier it gets. <laughs> the more that you pray and intercede with each other, the easier it's going to be to pray with each other and to pray for each other. So don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. You're going to experience his peace. So as you begin to unload some things, when the Lord hits a nerve or you, you feel like you've hit a nerve and you're praying, and you pray until you have that peace come into the moment. Like you don't want to just go through prayer life and feel all flustered about stuff and then get up and go about your day and you still feel all flustered and stuff. Right? I mean, that's, that's not what God wants for us. Like, he wants us to experience his joy and his peace. Because we know this in Galatians 5.22. It says this. Galatians 5.22. It's let the, the fruit of the Spirit, it's love, it's joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The secret to experiencing joy in prayer is inviting the Holy Spirit into it is starting with worship and then praying until you have that peace. Man, when you have peace, you do have joy. When there's peace in the house, there's joy. When there's peace in that relationship, there's joy. Hey, it's good to see you, man. Haven't seen you in a long time. There's peace in that relationship, right? When there's peace at the job, man, it's kind of fun going to work. When there's not peace at the job and people are bickering and stuff like that, or you got a certain manager or maybe a vice president that's barking in a certain way that you don't like, man, it's kind of hard to have joy going and have a meeting with that guy, you know? And so you just pray until you get that peace. And when that peace comes, when his presence comes and he fills you, then it's like, all right, I can do this, Lord. I can do this. I can get up again. I, I, I can face this situation because I, I have your peace. I'm not saying you're never going to go through difficult times. It's just in the middle of that storm of life, whatever you're going through, with Jesus in your boat, you're going to have that peace because you took time to invite his spirit in. And so today, as, as we close, I'm going to have the worship team come back up, and, and they're going to lead us in that song, My Soul Sings, because I love that song. <laughs> and I hope you do too. It's anointed. But we're going to pray, and I, maybe you're here today, and you just feel like you need some wind at your sails, man. Maybe you feel like you're just stuck in the doldrums. <laughs> you're just like, I'm here and I have no wind. There's nothing going on. I need some wind in my finances, in my marriage, in my job, in my family. I need, man, I need some wind. It's the Holy Spirit. So I'm just going to pray that the of God is going to come and he's just going to meet with you today. And so why don't we just all stand together? I'm going to ask the, the prayer team to join me up front. And we're just going to pray with you as Isaac and Juliana lead us in worship. I just want to pray with you and pray over you. But as we begin to sing, just make your way up to the front. Just come right now. We want to pray with you. You don't want to be stuck in the doldrums. We want to get you moved out of that place. We want to get you back on, back in the path where there's joy, that there's joy in your spirit, that there's a smile on your face, that no matter what's going on, that you can laugh at the days to come because you've received that joy and that peace from God. Amen? Amen. God, I thank you. I thank you for these moments right now. We just invite you, Holy Spirit, come and fill us. Lord, what would you say to us today? What would you say to us today? What are some areas in our lives, Holy Spirit, where we need your wind? I pray that you would show us those things, God. I pray that you would speak to us today. By the power of your Holy Spirit, come now, Lord. Come and fill this place.
Come and fill us today, oh God. Holy Spirit, blow like a wind through us. Fill us fresh today. Holy Spirit, flow today. Flow through us today. For more information on Authentic Church, visit us online at AuthenticOC.com.